Hello, and welcome to the Give and Go podcast on Game Time CT. I'm your host, Scott Erickson, and we are joined, as always, by producer Will Aldham. Will, how you doing? Good, Scott. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. Um, we're almost through the season. I mean, we got three weeks through. I think we have like a week and a half left. So, you know, some teams aren't making it through, but a lot of the teams are. Uh, so we've done something good. We're going to be joined on the show today by Ludlow coach Sarah Kinsley. Uh, she's been there four or five years, uh, done a great job with Ludlow, played at Ludlow. Uh, really interested to see what she has to say. Uh, we had a little bit of a shakeup this week, so we have some things to talk about before we get to the coach. And that is, of course, our poll. Uh, the girls' basketball poll got shaken up this week, and that is because for the first time since 2018, December of 2018, Notre Dame-Fairfield lost a regular season game. Uh, and NFA is our new number one. You can go on Game Time CT to see the entire poll. But NFA got nine first-place votes. Notre Dame-Fairfield got six. Uh, and Richfield, who finished fourth, got two first-place votes. Here's what happened with Notre Dame. They had a game scheduled against Mastic last week. The coach gets a call as she's heading to the game that all the varsity players have been suspended one game for violating a school protocol. That's what they call it, a school protocol. They went to the game and played a young lineup, mostly freshmen. Uh, there might have been some sophomores mixed in there. And they lost to Massac, 36-33. Uh, obviously, that sent some shockwaves around the state. Uh, no offense to Massac, but Massac hadn't beaten Notre Dame-Fairfield since 2011. They lost to them by, I think, 50-something, you know, the year before. And Notre Dame Fairfield is just, I mean, I mean, they're a machine when they're all functioning. Uh, the kids all came back and played against Brookfield and beat Brookfield 81-33. But, so the question became, how do you handle this in the poll? And to me and to some others, a loss is a loss. So whether your varsity was there or not, I think you have to count for the fact that a loss is a loss and that teams like NFA and Newington and Ridgefield and Staples and Sheehan and Bacon, they haven't lost games yet. Um, so I was very torn and obviously the voters were torn too, but nine people, uh, well, NFA had already been receiving one vote. So eight new people sent their votes over to NFA and two people sent their votes to Ridgefield. Notre Dame Fairfield ended up finishing in second place, about uh, 24 points behind NFA. Do I still think Notre Dame Fairfield, when they're at full strength, is the best team in the state? Yes, I do. Do I think NFA is really good and deserves their number one position? Yes, I do. Uh, do I understand why voters voted both ways? I do. I, I understand why people voted for Notre Dame. I understand why people voted for NFA. I understand why people voted for Richfield. And I would have understood if they voted for Newington, who I think is playing well enough to deserve votes also. Um, you can go on. Like I said, game time CT and check out the entire poll. It's up there. We got a couple new teams in the poll this week. A couple teams dropped out. There are a ton of undefeated teams. It's a, you know, kind of a symptom of a season because teams didn't play as many games. So, uh, you know, half or more than half of the top 10 is undefeated. And then there's a bunch of teams that aren't even in the top 10 that are undefeated. So it's a, obviously a very strange season and we're all getting through it. But this poll made it a little more fun. Uh, you know, mixing it up a little bit. And it was the first time Notre Dame was not our number one team since January of 2019. So there you go. Um, okay. Oh, sorry. January 2020, not 2019. Uh, I can't even remember what year it is. So <laughs> here's what I do remember. 
Uh, we have Sarah Kinsey coming up, uh, the Ludlow head coach, uh, and she will join us right after the break. All right, we are joined on Give and Go by Ludlow coach Sarah Kinsley. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, fun season so far. I mean, you're playing, so it's a fun season, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I think that everybody being back on the court is huge. We weren't sure it was going to happen. You know, even in January, we heard it might happen, it might not happen. So everybody is just so excited to be back out on that court together. And you have an older team, right? I do. I have six seniors, so we definitely um, really wanted them to have a season, and they've done an amazing job building this program since I've been here, uh, and I'm just really excited for them to get to have their senior year. And they get to play for a championship, at least, right? The FCI, even if there's no state tournament. What does that mean to the girls that they get some kind of title to gun for? I think that... You know, as seniors, you always want to end with that championship season. But the fact that this year, you know, it's really right there in front of us and something that they've been working for for four years. They're, they're just so eager to get there and to be a part of that experience. Uh, who's been playing well for you so far? We have a really versatile team this year. Um, you know, some years there's like a standout, someone who like scores all the points or kind of that the offense is built around. But this year we just have, you know, seven, eight, nine players who are scoring every single night. So, um, so far this year, you know, we definitely have Anna Palman who's who's had a huge role change over the, over her four years as, as a Ludlow player. And, and she's kind of, more on the outside this year. So she's getting some open outside looks. Um, we have a really strong post presence this year with Madison Roman and Caitlin Finnegan inside, both sophomores. Um, Callie Summers is also a sophomore and she's been getting a lot of time and contributing a lot on the offensive end as well as the de defensive end. Um, her and Laura Heron are really our two um, dynamic defensive duo. You know, they, they get the steals in the in the backcourt and uh, that leads to a lot of transition points. And then we have Juliet and Emma who, you know, are outside perimeter shooters and, um, you know, able to get those quick shots off for us around the perimeter. Yeah. So when you have a team like that, that's so balanced and it could be a different kid every night that's stepping up. Is that the kind of team you, you like to coach? You know, this is, um, I will say the first time as a head coach that we've had so many different, um, almost every like generic position filled and right. it's really exciting that it could be a different person every night. And I think that that makes us, you know, more competitive team and practices are really exciting and extremely competitive because everybody is trying to, um, you know, give their best and, and the level of play is a lot higher this year, you know, than it has been in some years past. You've coached teams that have had the one kid that's really, really good and everyone kind of defers to them. Um, how is it? How do the kids switch into the getting away from that and being like, there's not one kid that we can all pass to now. It's up to all of us here. Uh, it definitely is a mindset change. And uh, the other day at practice, I was laughing with them because we were talking about the jump ball, the tip. And, you know, we used to have like three girls back in the paint on the defensive end. And I said to them, you know, we should be winning the tip ball. Like that is our mentality is we want to win the tip ball. And they all kind of looked at me like, 
what do you mean? What does that, <laughs> that mean? I said, you don't have to have someone back on defense. Like we want to score right away. So I think it is um, definitely a mental shift for, for some of the seniors who have just been a part of the program for four years and seen it shift. But they, um, I think they really recognize the opportunity we have and, and they're really excited, you know, to make that playoff run. Yeah, because when they're younger, you played these girls when they were younger, when you played young lineups. So, again, you got to play a little more defensively and conservative. So, were the girls excited to be like, hey, we're going on attack mode now? Like, <laughs> Absolutely. And I think in the, you know, we didn't really have an off season. And right. Um, they were able to play a little bit and, you know, in some leagues that were still able to happen in the off season. But I think it almost they surprised themselves by, by how much they were able to really attack. And, you know, we have like scoring goals this year and yes, we still take defensive pride very seriously. And, you know, defense is a huge part of our program success and we don't want to lose sight of that, but you know, we are, I said, you, we are on the attack side now. Like it's okay for you to think <laughs> score, 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 score. <laughs> it seems to be working. I don't, no one's held you under 40, right? Yes, that is right. So, you know, we we are hoping to just continue that success. And, um, you know, we had two losses to two great teams. I mean, Staples ha is having a great year and Paco's done a great job with those girls. And, you know, Steve Tobich is an amazing coach and a, a very well-run program and two really close games. So, um, you know, those are only going to make us stronger and being in those end of game situations is going to help us come come the end of March. Yeah, being, there's something to say for being battle-tested, right? I mean, you girls took some lumps over the last two years, but those pay off sometimes, right? Absolutely. And the seniors now have had, you know, through, most of them have had at least three years of experience, you know, some two, but they've been in a lot of those close game situations. Um, so the experience really helps. And the leadership is, has been a huge part of our team's success. Uh, these six seniors, they're extremely close and, and they just hold everybody else to this higher standard. They're all extremely different personalities, um, <laughs> which is which is always exciting to and fun to just, you know, see them grow and develop into, into young women as well. But I think they, they each are able to reach the younger players in different ways. And, and it's it's been a great year for me. Almost, and not that I'm hands off, um, you know, I, I like control as well, <laughs> definitely. If you ask them, you could probably get some uh, some interesting stories about things that I I like to control. But um, you know, they they clean up after practice. They put the hoops up. They make sure the baskets are ready. You know, if the bench isn't cleaned after games, they're the ones telling the younger girls um, to to pick it up. So we really try to build that like team culture that it really comes. You know, it's not always from the top down. It really we're all a part of one team, and everyone has their responsibilities. How many years have you been there now? This is my fifth year as the head coach. And then I was um, an assistant while I was in grad school. I was kind of an assistant under Sarah Huntington. And then um, I actually played at Ludlow. So um, I've been been around for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, was that something that, that you guys did when you were in school that the older kids would kind of pass down to the younger kids? This is how we do things here. And and that perpetuates itself, right? Exactly. I remember just how close knit of a group we were, um, and and I think that that's something that Ludlow basketball ha has always been. I mean, I 
when I played, I felt the same way. And, and it's, it's just about building those relationships and I think setting expectations. They love to be together. Um, I, it's been really hard for them to be like, okay, separate. Now you have to, yeah. you have to be separate, but um, I'm just, it, they're an amazing group of girls and, and it's just so fun and exciting to go to practice every day. They must be missing that extra stuff. The pizza parties, the team meetings, the after practice, hanging out, all that stuff that they can't do. Is that hard to even just watch them not be able to do that stuff? Absolutely. I think that them getting a season really helped um, right. because holding on to that little bit of hope that at least we'll get to play, at least we'll be on the court. Um, and, and we do, we are together for, you know, two hours of practice and then they definitely linger after <laughs> I try to get them uh, out the door. But I think that for anybody, for all kids in high school and middle school and elementary school that that camaraderie piece is missing and so we just try to do as much as we can um, with the time that we have but they definitely miss the pasta parties and the team bonding so hopefully in years you know in the years in the future they'll be able to have that back did you guys do anything different were you guys on zoom calls or meetings and and getting the kids together you know before the season when they couldn't be together in person we did. We did a lot of virtual competitions where we would like set a goal for the week and maybe you had to shoot 100 foul shots. And we tried to keep that competitive drive up within the team. Um, and we did a few Zoom workouts. And towards January, when the, the state was at, you were able to have like groups of four, pods of four, the girls were able to do mini workouts, um, you know, on their own. Again, all led by the seniors and they planned it and they organized it. So um, that that was a huge testament to just their drive and, and how they were hopeful and they wanted to be ready if if the season did come. And so and so they were. It was good. Man, I mean, if there's ever a year to have six seniors, this is the year, right? Could you imagine going into a year like this with just freshmen and sophomores that you had never coached before? No, it would, it would, it would be difficult. I think just <laughs> knowing that, even just the trust piece, like, right, gonna do whatever it takes. I've got your back. You know, they trust me. I trust them. And and really to to have that group, it's it's almost like six other coaches. You know, like they they really know our philosophy and and they they bought in four years ago and they just continue to help build the program. Um, so I, I really I really am very lucky this year to have such a great group. What, is there a girls youth program in Fairfield that that feeds up to you guys? I, I assume it feeds the UN Ward. There is yes, it's the Fairfield PAL program. So yeah. uh, there also is Wakeman Travel Wakeman Boys and Girls Club. There's a travel team. Um, I know that they uh, had stopped for a few years, but they're building that program back up. Um, and and I would love to see the youth programs in Fairfield, you know, become a little bit stronger. I know when I played, uh, it, it was a huge part of just the town's basketball success um, and so I know that coach Dave Dinko and I um, would love to see some of those youth programs uh, become a little bit stronger in the future. Yeah do you guys ever work together trying to get that coordinated and just or at least talk about it like we have, yes, how important that is for you guys? Last summer we we almost did a joint we've had our own separate camps and uh, right. last summer we decided to do a joint camp of course the one summer that um, camp <laughs> didn't happen <laughs> but we're we're doing a planning on having another joint or two weeks of joint camps this summer and I, and I think 
you know, the two schools is, is great in the sense that it, it has competitiveness and, you know, that crosstown rival game, there's nothing like it. Um, you know, you, you just can't replicate that in any other game. Doesn't matter the strength of, of whichever team, it's really an exciting game. But, um, you know, I would love to see those youth programs like looking up to those high school players. And I remember when I played, I used to travel around to see Coach Dinko's Fairfield High team. I mean, I still remember like Sarah Hessel, um, Sally Nash, like my, my, we used to travel to Hartford. We used to go we would have a game, we'd get in the car, we'd drive up to see them wherever they were playing. Um, So, you know, I would love to see that excitement, you know, be built back up in, in the whole town of Fairfield with all youth sports. He had some really good teams over there at Fairfield High, and I think it speaks to the to the depth of the town, though, that both of you can be successful, too. I mean, you've both done well when the school's separate also, right? Absolutely, yes. And, you know, we I actually played for uh, Dave back back in my AAU days. He was oh, my coach. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he likes to be reminded of that. <laughs> back in the day, the Connecticut Breeze AAU team. Um yeah. But so, you know, and he and he's been a, a really great help. And, you know, if I have a question or he'll call me after a game and, you know, give some advice every once in a while. And um, I think that just the town seeing that too, us working together and, you know, I obviously I we enjoy competing against each other. But um, I just any any youth teams who I've asked the coaches, you know, where's she going? And they say, they say, oh, she's going to war. And I'm like, oh, we'll see. I'll see her in a few years. Keep my eye out for her. Dave's been a champion of girls basketball for a long, long time, hasn't he? Yes. Yes, he has. Um, so we've had a lot of great teams and, um, you know, it's, it's exciting to now get to build that Ludlow program. And, you know, I can only hope that one day I'm around for that long too. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's been the weirdest part of the season for you and, and for the kids, like getting adjusted to the to the new normal that's going on this season? I think the masks and the mask breaks are definitely uh, the biggest adjustment for the girls. Of course, they wear masks at school and, you know, if, if they're ever um, at a restaurant or, or going to a store. But I think playing with a mask, uh, you know, it's just a whole other level of, of change for them. And I think the mask breaks, I think we still haven't quite gotten it down. You know, if you're on, the coaches are on the court, coaches aren't on the court, every school is different. So I just think that consistency uh, has been a little hard for the girls to adjust to, but they're doing a great job. And, um, you know, it's just, it's to keep everybody safe and, and it's just what we, we have to do this season. Um, and, you know, the fans not being there, I think at first the girls, you know, were a little bummed about it, but once the season started, they were so excited to just be on the court. Um, right, you're playing, you're playing. Yeah. They weren't like thinking about that at all. And now we're able to have some fans come. So I think it's just an added bonus for them. Yeah. I would think, I mean, you really miss the fans when you play ward, right? I mean, that's the, the day that there's like a packed house and it's like the best environment absolutely absolutely and we do it's a big fundraiser for coaches versus cancer and the boys teams are both involved um you know so i think that whole experience definitely was missing this year but again it's it's the time we're in and we just have to count our blessings we're so grateful that we even were able to have that game at all all right we're gonna do a quick lightning round here to end all right <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah shake it out yeah <laughs> all right who was your favorite basketball player growing up Growing up, let's see. Um, 
I I feel like I just loved Diana Taurasi. I wore my hair like her, the tight bun. I wanted to be exactly like her. Didn't have the jump shot. Right. Um, but I, I also was a big Shaq fan, big Shaquille O'Neal fan. Oh, nice. Um, a little bit later, Candace Parker, Tennessee, loved her. So do I your said, girls watch a lot of WNBA? Do they watch uh, women's college? I mean, do they watch basketball a lot? Um, we definitely watch, like, I think when we were able to all be together, like a few pasta parties and stuff, we'd put on clips. Um, I joked this year that like all of our games seem to be on the same day as UConn. So <laughs> game, day. It's game day for UConn, it's game day for us. Um, but you know, I, I wouldn't say that they necessarily watch it yeah. as much as I think well, I used to growing up. I think it's just a different, different generation. Yeah. All right, uh, post-game meal in Fairfield. Where are you going? Post-game meal, let's see. Or um, any meal. It doesn't have to be post-game. That can be late night. But uh, <laughs> um, Archie Moore's Buffalo Chicken Wrap. Oh, you can't beat those wings, Archie Moore's, can you? In the wings. Uh, I've only ever, it's the only thing I've ever ordered off the menu, Buffalo Chicken Wrap. <laughs> that's, that's all you need. I, I, I think that's all I have. I never changed. Um, the Castle, that's also, they have a really good um, food. And that's that's kind of it. That would be that, the that's it. Yeah. All right. Besides Ludlow, what's your favorite gym to go into in the, in the FCA? Favorite gym? Well, St. Joe's new gym is probably my new favorite. That new gym is beautiful. I haven't um, been. In, I haven't been in the new one. It's very, very, very nice. Um, favorite gym? You know, I I really do love playing at Ward, Fairfield yeah. Ward. I'd say that's my my second favorite, other than Ludlow. That's awesome. Uh, well, listen, Sarah, we appreciate you coming on and taking the time to do this, uh, do this with us during the day uh, and wish you the best of luck in the rest of the season. Thank you so much. All right. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. All right. We are back on Give and Go. Uh, Sarah Kinsey. Kinsley, awesome. Awesome interview. Um, it's always good to have local coaches on and also, you know, female coaches. We, we don't, you know, there's a lot of male coaches in this, in this sport. Uh, for whatever reason, and uh, we, we like to have the female coaches on. She gives a great perspective. She was a player. Um, she looked up to different players than, than you know the male coaches looked up to, and she's done an awesome job with that program. They're they're playing really really well. Their only losses are to Trumbull and Staples, and they're one of the top teams in the FCAC this year. And if there was a state tournament, they would have you know had a good chance to make a run in Double L. I think they have a good chance to win the FCAC tournament when that is played uh, in whatever form that is played in. Uh, I encourage you to go over to Game Time CT, check out our top performers, our games to watch, uh, the other podcasts. Joe Morelli's Courtside is an awesome podcast, and then uh, you know Pete Pete's uh, Inside the Box is a nice look at hockey if that's your thing. We have a lot of great content over there, so please go over and check us out. And if you're listening to this podcast, you know please like and subscribe and all that fun stuff on iTunes. So for Will, I'm Scott. We'll see you next week on Give and Go. Mm-hmm.